This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Anybody there?
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Thankful Thursday. Happy good morning. It's all about Jesus. <laughs> Happy welcome to yeah, the Claire yeah. Victory. It's Rochelle. Thank Who's going to call this morning? Good morning. Good morning, Sunshine. Good morning, Sunshine. Good morning, Topaz. Good morning, Good morning. How you Sabrina. Know I'm here. <laughs> I know your voice. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Just Pastor Dion. I'm sorry. Just Dion. No, this is Rochelle. I didn't get a chance to say my name. Just oh. got us yourself. Good oh, morning. I apologize. Hey, no good morning. This is Sabrina. I wrote, wrote. What should I say, Pastor Rochelle? I don't know. No, re- Restorated Rochelle. That's it. That's it. Restore Amen. Restorated Rochelle. <laughs> Good morning, Sabrina. Is this your first time calling? <laughs> no, I've tapped I've in a few times, but oh. I got on in on Thankful Thursday. Amen. That's what's up. <laughs> yes, indeed. Good morning. <laughs> Thankful Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank Welcome. You. Welcome. Thank you. Have a great day. I will appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate everybody so, on Victory um Victory Prayer Live. Appreciate everybody. All right. Good morning everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess, who's joined the call on this Thursday and would like to say good morning. Good morning, good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning. Good morning. This is JC. Happy Thursday. How's everyone doing? Good morning, JC. Good morning, All JC. is well. Okay. I have a quick prayer request, please. Okay, JC. Uh, you know, my daughter had a stroke, and um, anyway, she um, had to go back to the hospital yesterday for a breathing. Um, and they kept her. So you guys, please lift my baby up for health. She's really been going through a lot. So we know God can do it. Get it, you know, he did it before and he'll do it again. So yes. Her yes. name, what is her name? Jania? Jania. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate um, you guys more than you know. Of course. Just a quick reminder. Um, once you all get on and say good morning, um, if you could please place your uh, phones on mute just to protect the integrity of the call and tune out all the background noise, and it also allows other people to speak and not be distracted. Thank you. Good morning. Can I say, oh, excuse me. Go ahead. Good morning. This is Sylvia. God bless everybody. Have a blessed day. Good morning, good Sylvia. Morning. Have a great day as well. Can I say a quick um, prayer request? Um, restoration, restoration, roast. You can say restore. No, right, not ratchet. No, 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 no. No, no, I didn't mean it. I was trying to say the word <laughs> restoration, right? <laughs> restoration, yes. Okay, no, not never ratchet. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I need a prayer request for a sister. Um, her name is Barbara Long, and she's in the hospital um, in San Francisco. Um, can you please pray for healing over her body and her family? Yes. And um, also, okay, and also lift 
me and my family um, up in prayer. It's a, it's just a lot going on. I had a lot of, um, I don't like to use the word, um, but a lot of, uh, I guess you would say, uh, when they pass over, you know, a lot of passings in my, uh, in my family. Uh, okay. And just, yeah, keep uh, the Smith family and uh, Smith family lifted up in prayer and uh, uh, healing over my body because I'm struggling with uh, my mental illness and uh, bipolarness. You know, just uh, pray for me. And my name is okay. Sabrina Smith. Keep me lifted in prayer. My, and my daughter, she just lost her uncle. And I had mentioned it before, but, you know, amen. It's, it's just right. a lot going on. And, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> And safe Go travel because I'm getting ready to take a girl's trip. <laughs> okay. Anyone else joining the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning Susie. This is Monica. Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Monica. I have a prayer request. Okay. Hold on one second, Miss Monica. Um, Susie. Yes. Somebody alarm. Good morning. All is well? Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> it is. It is. You, you, you're you supposed to agree with me. I'm agreeing with you. All is I well. Agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> yes. And, and what's not will line up. Everything comes subject to the name of the Lord. Okay. Thank you yes. so much. You are welcome, hon. I'm sorry. Who was that? I have a very question, Monica. Okay. Okay, Monica, um, go ahead. Traveling Grace from Miss D, please. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Our Miss D? Miss D, yes, Miss Barbara. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Traveling Grace. Okay, thank you. All right. Hey, so I just want to thank the Lord for life this morning. This Dee. Thankful Thursday. Yes, ma'am. Won't he do it? Good morning, twin. Good morning, Good morning love. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Brady. Come on in, honey. I have a prayer request as well. All right. Go ahead, Brady. Asking for prayer for um, Mr. Lambrick. He's in the hospital. Um, just praying for healing and salvation. Okay. You said limb brick, L-I-M-B-R-I-C-K? Yes. Okay. And you said healing? Uh-huh. Okay. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Has anyone else joined the call and would like to say good morning before we get started? Good morning. Good morning. Good Good morning, Jeanette. Who else was that? Good morning. Good morning, Miss Destiny. Morning, Destiny. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy hey. Thursday. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Um, just a quick reminder for us all. Um, I well, I am so happy to take the prayer request so we can come together and pray in alignment, um, pray for a specific targets as you guys bring them in. Um, sometimes in the morning, 
there is a lot, which is not a problem. But there's also we have the tool on the app, which is the um, the, the app for Declare Victory, where you can submit your prayer request. Um, if you guys can go on that app sometimes the day before and submit it, then we'll be able to um, add them. It's not a problem in the morning, but just to cut down on the time, um, if we can learn just to submit sometimes to the app. And it's at the I Declare Victory app, I mean, the declarevictory.org app. Again, that's declarevictory.org. It's right on the app. Just log on, slide all the way to the bottom, and it'll say prayer request, and there's some hands. Um, it'll just help. And, and, and then we can target and get specific where we're not spending time trying to make sure the spelling or the pronunciation or the prayer request, um, we're not struggling. We can be accurate in what you guys are asking for. Good right. morning. This is Lisa Marie. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Lisa Marie. Happy Thursday. All right. So we time is far spent. Good morning, morning, everyone. This is Tatiana. Good morning and happy Thursday as well. Good morning, Good morning. Tatiana. Hey, Good morning, Mrs. Mary. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed your name. Mary. Oh, good morning, Miss Mary. Hi. Good morning. Um, all right, if we could please all put our phones on mute, we'll have an opportunity uh, at the end of the declaration to say good morning again. Um, if we can go ahead and just check our phones and make sure they're on mute before we get started. Happy thankful, happy Thanksgiving, happy we are happy that it is a new day. So good morning, this is Rochelle, I am your hostess for today. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard, 8 a.m. Central Standard, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us daily during the month of September where our theme for the month is disruption. For all the declarations, we'll, be, we'll focus on the disruption on, our, on ourselves others and items that are out of the will of God and his word. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out, Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's Impossible to be Spiritually Mature While Remaining Emotionally Immature by Peter Schizero. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard, 8 to 9 Central Standard, and 9 to 10 Eastern Standard right here by dialing the same number tonight. Let me just check the app because I have time. There are no um, new prayer requests submitted by the app, but we have several spoken requests. The first one is from Tarina, and she's asking for help, specifically shortness of breath. And we're encouraging her. JC is asking for prayer for her daughter, Jania, and her health. Uh, Sabrina Smith is asking for prayer for Sister Barbara Long. She's in the hospital. We're praying for her healing. She's also requesting uh, prayer for herself. Um, there's been a lot of deaths in our family. She's asking for healing, mental health, and safe travels. There's Monica, and we're 
uh, asking for prayer for grace for Miss B, who will be traveling. And there's Miss Pretty Patrice. We're praying for Mr. Limerick and his healing. And we also, um, the non-spoken request is praying and lifting up one another and lifting up um, our visionaries on the call for that's Dion and Tanya. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Miss Diane. The declaration will be brought to you by Philip Watson. Then will we go then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order of the call. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Miss Diane. The declaration will be brought to you by Philip Watson. The scripture for today is Acts chapter thirteen, verse thirty four. And as for the fact that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Therefore, he says also in another psalm, you will not let your holy one see corruption. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid with his fathers and saw, and saw corruption. But he whom God raised up did not see corruption. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I ask that you check your phones and make them on. Uh, make sure that they're on mute as we go to the throne of grace. I now pass the call to Miss Diane. Have a thankful, blessed day, everyone. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bow before you this morning, oh God, thanking you, Lord God, for keeping us during the night and bringing us to the dawning of this brand new day, a day that we've never seen. So, Father, we give you praise this morning. We love you, Lord God, because you first loved us in giving yourself for us, oh God. God, I just thank you this morning for for waking us up in our right mind, our health and strength. God, I just thank you this morning. God, you heard every prayer request that was mentioned. So, Father, we give you praise this morning. We lift up all of those who are sick on their sick bed, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, just because of you, we live, move, and have our being this morning, oh God. God, we submit ourselves to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for all of those that undeclare victory, all of those that are in each of our families, oh God. We lift them up, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you this morning, Lord God. So, Father, I thank you for those that that's on the call that, that gave prayer requests. Um, Jania, Lord God, Tarina, all of those, Lord God. I don't remember all the names, but God, you remember the names, Father God, and I lift them up to you this morning. All of those laying on their sick bed, all of those who have have problems in their lives, oh God, in the name of Jesus, those that have uh, discomfort this morning, those that are, are not in their right mind, those who have bipolar, oh God, in the name of Jesus, but God, you, you are the Lord God 
of heaven and earth, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, you know everything that's going on in our body, everything that's going on in our mind, the sickness, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we bring to you, Lord God, and we lay them at your feet, never to pick them up again, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you this morning that you are a great God. You are a good, good Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, you said that if we submit ourselves to you, O oh God, and resist the devil, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, we, the devil will flee. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just give you praise this morning. I thank you for the, oh, help me, Lord, help me. I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, declare Minister Watson as he come forward, oh God, with with your word this morning, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We praise you. We magnify your holy name. We just give, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for adoration, Lord God. We give you adoration this morning, Lord God. We bless your holy name. We come to you this morning, oh God, on bending knees and bow down heads and bow down hearts to you because you are, you are, the unchanging God. You are, Lord God, Elohim. Father, I praise you this morning. You are the great God, the good, good Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for Dion. We thank you, Lord God, for her tenacious, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for whatever she needs, Lord God. You will give it to her, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we just praise you this morning. We magnify your holy name. We love you, Lord God, because you loved us. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I just come to you this morning, Father God, to lay my burden at your feet, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Sometimes our life is disrupted, Lord God. And sometimes, Lord God, we don't know what we're doing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that you give us disruption in our lives sometimes to turn us around, that we may hear and do what thus says the Lord, what the word says, that your word says, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Father, we give you praise this morning. We magnify you, Lord God. We thank you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We just give you praise. We thank you, Lord God, for our families, our spouse, oh God, our children, Lord God. We thank you for this land this morning, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for for this country. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a healer. You're a healer of all of our iniquities, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You are El Haggadah, the great God. You are a good, good father. You are Adonai our Lord and maker. You are Elohim, the everlasting God. God, we can't call on you enough, oh God. We we just magnify you. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are righteousness, oh God. And if we can take our phones off of mute and give God 
the praise that he so deserved. Father, we just thank you this morning. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Oh, we thank you right now, God.
message on disruption today so um i want to break that down a little bit uh we're going to get into some things so father just thank you thank you that your word never fails thank you that you are faithful thank you that you are true lord we just yield to you we yield to what you want to release into our lives this morning hallelujah Thank you for what you want to release into our lives this morning. I pray for the spirit and the life that is in the word of God. Lord, let it deposit itself deep within the inside of us today. Hallelujah. Lord God, I pray that the anointing that destroys every yoke will shake up and disrupt every single thing that it has been purposed to disrupt today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So this is how we're going to go. I want to start it off first with this definition for disruption. The definition of disruption um, based off of Google is a disturbance or problems which interrupt an event or activity or process. So a disturbance or problems which interrupt an event, activity, or process. So basically a disruption is an interruption or disruption is when something that's been going on is being disturbed, okay? Or, or being interrupted. It could be an event, it could be an activity, it could be a process. And so in looking through the word of God, What's interesting to me is Acts chapter 19, 
is actually a chapter on disruption. Now, there are many disruptions throughout the Bible. Hallelujah. You know, when the Lord said, let there be light, there was a disruption. It pierced through the darkness. There are many disruptions that we can name with many people of God. As a matter of fact, every person of God causes a disruption because every person of God brings a disturbance to the normal way of doing things. Every person of God is supposed to interrupt whatever activity is happening that is not the activity of the Lord. Hallelujah. Not only uh, that is not the activity of the Lord, but let me say this, even when there is activity of the Lord, and when the Lord desires to take something to another realm, or when he desires to take something to a new level, he begins to interrupt what's already happening, what's already taking place, and he begins to bring it to a new realm. So there are always disruptions going on. The difference is in the kingdom of God, even though we can see something as a disruption, in the kingdom of God, it's always peace. Hallelujah. And so the things of God always bring about peace. They promote peace. But I want you to see in Acts chapter 19 that it is a chapter of disruption. It's a chapter of interrupting processes and the normal going on of things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so you're going to notice a disruption or a disturbance throughout this chapter. I'm going to read the New Living Translation, and I'm going to pause here and there to expound. The New Living Translation, this is pause, what some would say was his third missionary journey. And it says, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Now, when he found those several believers, what did he do? Verse 2. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Verse 4, Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues, and they prophesied. Now, I want you to think about this disruption that start off Acts chapter 19. Here are some people who are believers. They're living their life. They're going about their regular process. But just a simple question of asking that they receive the Holy Spirit when they believe brought an interruption or disturbance into their life. Why? Because it begins to shake up their normal process. Because now when you receive Holy Spirit, it brings a disruption in your normal way of life. Now it went from simply them believing in Jesus to them now having power. Hallelujah. They went from simply believing in Jesus to having power. Having power to do what? To, to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
having power to pray in new tongues, having power to cast out devils. Come on. These are the signs that follow them who believe. Mark 16, verse 17. And Holy Spirit empowers us. Hallelujah. But not only that, let me show you how else they were disrupted. Another way that they were disrupted was, if you look, they be, uh, began to prophesy. Hallelujah. So simply by Paul asking this one question, it went from them believing one form of doctrine to now them praying in tongues and them prophesying. Come on. I want everybody to say you can keep your phone on mute, but wherever you at, just say disruption, disturbance. Come on. This is what happens even in our personal lives. Hallelujah. Some of you all can attest. You were one particular way. You were walking in the faith. But when you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of praying in tongues, something began to change in you. You couldn't go back to the normal way of doing things. There was something a little different. Hallelujah. When you begin to prophesy, hallelujah, something was a little different. Some of you all right now maybe have not prophesied before or have been yearning to do it or maybe didn't think you can do it. I'm telling you, first of all, it is the, it is, it is the, the a gift of every believer. It's something that's innate to every single believer. We all can prophesy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And if that's you, if you've never prophesied, if you've never prayed in tongues, the Lord wants to bring a disruption to your life today. He wants to bring a divine disturbance to your life today. He wants to shake up that process. Hallelujah. That normal process that you've been going about, walking in. Hallelujah. He wants to bring something new. He wants to bring something fresh in your life, something that's going to give you vitality, something that's going to give you a new strength, a new way to communicate with the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me keep on reading. But, but I got to say this first. If you look at verse 5, verse 5 says, as soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, as soon as they heard this, they were disrupted. Hallelujah. As soon as they heard this, their normal mindset was disturbed. Their normal mindset was disrupted. Hallelujah. You know, and again, it brought another disruption in their life when they began to speak in tongues and they began to prophesy. Hallelujah. But then we're going to keep going because there's so much more disruption in this chapter. Hallelujah. Starting at verse 8, then Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. So we look at Paul. Look, Paul just got disruption on his mind, okay? Paul is Paul is going everywhere. Like, look, I'm, we shaking some stuff up. Every single place I go, hallelujah, I'm about to bring some disruption to the kingdom of darkness or disturbance. And verse 9, but some became stubborn rejecting his message, and publicly speaking against the way. Now, for you all that don't know, when Christianity first started, quote-unquote Christianity, because I know that that was the name that was impressed upon us by the Romans, but when Christianity first started, they used to call it the way. That's what other people called it. They called it the way. And then it ended up morphing into the name that we know it today. So when you see them say the way and it's capitalized, they're talking about Christianity or the Christian faith, the early faith. But again, it says, but soon, I mean, but some became stubborn, 
rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. Then he held daily discussions at the lecture hall of Tyrannus. Now I want you to see this. How is this disruption? How is this disturbance? It wasn't just the fact that Paul came and he was arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It wasn't just the fact that it was causing people to reject his message and publicly speaking against the way. In other words, they, they would say they was making sure that people heard that they disagreed with the word of the Lord that was coming um, from his mouth. And notice what it said. It simply said because they were stubborn. Not because they were right, they were stubborn. Come on, I pray right now, if there's any spirit of stubbornness on this line, I pray right now for the spirit of the living God, Lord, that your word be a hammer that will break the rock of stubbornness into pieces. Hallelujah. Lord, we rebuke in the spirit of stiff neck in the name of Jesus. And we pray right now, let that demon of stiff neck be cast down in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So I want you to notice the disruption that took place. Paul went into this place, and then after getting into it or saying the things that he said, he left the synagogue and took the believers with him. In other words, their membership immediately decreased. He came in and disrupted the membership. Hallelujah. Disrupted the membership. I want everybody to say disruption, disturbance. Come on. He came in and disrupted and disturbed the membership. You know that you know that's wild. This this guy goes into the synagogue. Imagine somebody. They they coming into a church or you going into a a, a temple or you going into the nation of Islam mosque. You know, or you going into um, the the Hebrew Israelites where they have their services at. You know what I mean? And you go in there and you begin to to to. to preach Jesus and talk about Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. And the truth of what it is and not from no skewed view or skewed vision. And then the people in there, they're disrupted. They're, they're sitting there. They're mad. They're being stubborn. But then when you leave that place, you take a whole bunch of believers with you. Woo! Come on. Come on. Disrupting their ministry. Their ministry. Come on. I want you to repeat after me. Say disruption. Disturbance. Come on. And then let's take it a step further. Verse 10. This went on for the next two years so that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. So for two years, he was disrupting and disturbing the regular process of people. Come on. People who were Jews, who believed that the way to God was through works and following the old covenant. Come on. Hallelujah. He came and disrupted and disturbed their mindset with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on. Greeks who were operating in all types of pagan stuff. He came and disrupted their mindset with the truth. Hallelujah. That Jesus came to set them free through grace and they didn't have to work for it. All they had to do was believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody repeat after me. Say disruption disturbance. Hallelujah. And I want to get to verse 11 and verse 12. Verse 11, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases. 
and evil spirits were expelled. In other words, this power in verse 11 created disruption. How? Because the sickness in the bodies of the people was disturbed. Come on. The sickness in the bodies of the people was disturbed. God gave Paul a power that when it was released, when he began to pray and release the handkerchiefs on people for healing, the infirmity in their body was disturbed and they were healed. Hallelujah. But not just the infirmities in their body, not just their sickness. Come on. Demons were cast out. Hallelujah. Demons were cast out. It says not only were people healed of their diseases, but evil spirits were cast out or expelled. Come on. So what does this show? This shows right now that the miracles of healing are, are signs of disruption. Hallelujah. When demons are cast out, it's a sign of disruption. Hallelujah. You talk about deliverance to people. Look, I'm, I'm so stirred up right now. I got a message the other day. We had ministered to somebody who was in a transgender lifestyle. They, they was transgender. I'm talking about a beard, beard, hormone therapy, everything. On the real. And they done sent the message to me. Proclaiming now publicly, they're claiming their femininity. They're claiming that they're, they're standing on their thing. They saying, no, I'm a woman. They, they shave their beard. Hallelujah. And they're taking now their identity and reclaiming their identity what God created them as being. When they started off, they came in identifying as a man. Now they're identifying as a woman. Come on. When you bring the true gospel of Jesus Christ, it brings disruption. Hallelujah. It brings disruption. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for those, um, anybody on this line that has been resisting the revelation of demons being cast out or resisting the revelation of being healed. Hallelujah. That the Lord will will bring you into the knowledge of his truth. Come on. We'll bring you to the light of his truth. Everybody say disruption, disturbance. Come on. This is what our life should look like. This is what our life should be. Hallelujah. Come on. Some of us, we, we need a disruption or a disturbance in our life. The Lord needs to bring a disruption or a disturbance, you know, to, to our, our regular ways of doing things, our processes. Come on. Some of us have processes of masturbation in order to relieve stress. Some of us have processes of pornography to relieve stress, fornication. Some of us smoking more blunts than Tupac. Come on. Some of us on there snorting cocaine. Come on. Up there, up there, up there in Hennessy and, and Ciroc all day and all night long. Come on. The Lord wants to bring a disruption or a disturbance to that lifestyle. Jesus wants to be your blood. Hallelujah. Jesus wants to be the new wine. Hallelujah. And guess what? It ain't got no negative side effects to it. You ain't going to wake up with a headache in the morning. Hallelujah. It ain't going to take your breath away. Hallelujah. Come on. The Lord wants to bring a disruption. Because the ultimate thing is this. Jesus brought a disruption to the plans of Satan, who had a plan to take us to hell. Hallelujah. 
Jesus is disrupting that plan, saying, no, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. This was going to heaven. Uh-uh, I'm snatching this one out of darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Satan had a plan for my life. Tried to take me to hell. But Jesus came in and disrupted my whole process. Hallelujah. Came in to disturb my whole process. Said, no, 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 man, I got to put that blunt down. Come on. Uh-uh, uh-uh, put that Hennessy down. Put them squares down. Uh-uh, uh-uh, throw the rubbers away. Get the, get the rubbers out your pocket. What you doing? What you doing? No, man of God, uh-uh, I'm cleaning you up. I'm cleaning you up. Come on, I'm cleaning you up, man of God. Uh-uh, uh-uh, them words coming out of your mouth now, them words that you are comfortable saying, uh-uh, you're going to start feeling a conviction in your heart now when you're saying them. Something's going to change inside of you. Hallelujah. Come on, when the spirit of the living God comes inside of us, come on, a disruption begins to happen. A disturbance begins to happen. But let me take it a step further. The more that you grow in him, Hallelujah. The more that you grow in him, God begins to shake things up inside of you, things that once seemed normal and regular and that you were able to tolerate. You, it just feels a little bit different. Come on, I pray today that the Lord is bringing a disruption to the spirit of conviction in our lives. Hallelujah. The Lord is bringing a disruption with the spirit of the fear of the Lord in our lives. Hallelujah. Let me keep going through this chapter. Hallelujah. Everybody say disruption, disturbance. I love this word. I, I love this word that the Lord gave Dion. I love this word, disruption. Come on. This is the essence of our faith right here. A group of Jews, I'm starting from verse 13. I'm in a New Living Translation, Acts chapter 19. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus, and I know Paul. But who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. Now, some people may say, well, where is the disruption in this? Where is the divine disruption? This looks like the demons won. Uh-uh. Let me show you what happened from this. Let me show you what the, the, this act, how the Lord took what the enemy meant for evil and turned it around for good and brought a disruption. Verse 17, the story of what happened spread. What story? The story of these Jews trying to cast out devils. Come on. But trying to cast them out of the name of Paul and not of the name of Jesus. That story began to spread. It spread, it spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. And what, ne what happened next? A solemn fear descended on the city, and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Think about that. It caused the fear of the Lord to come upon an entire city that was known for idol worshiping. It caused the fear of the Lord to come. Where they say, hold on now. Hold on. We, we need to honor the name of this Lord Jesus. Oh, man, there's something to the name of this Lord Jesus. This name Jesus right here. 
Come on, it began to disrupt the mindset of a city. Come on, Jesus is so powerful, he will disrupt the mindset of a city. Some of us, are, are we don't have any faith concerning our cities turning around. Jesus will disrupt the mindset of an entire city. Some of you all, the Lord has been calling for you to get up off of your bed, to get outside and go do something. Go evangelize. Go share the gospel. Go pray for some people. Go pray for some regions in your community. Come on. Hallelujah. Let me keep going. I want to I let you know how pervasive this disruption was. Give me some facts or some statistics of how this disruption affected the city. Verse 18 lets us know. This lets us know in verse 18 how much that event disrupted the city. Verse 18. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. Wow. Think about that. Many who became believers confessed their, sin their sinful practices. Woo. Listen, that right there, preach right there. It brought a spirit of conviction to where those who were believers had to repent of the sin that they were operating in. Come on. Let there be a word for us today. Hallelujah. Maybe the Lord is speaking to you through this message right now. Hallelujah. If he is, you know, the Lord is calling you to repentance today. Come on. To repent for those sinful practices. Repent for those things that you've been doing behind the scenes, whether you've been stealing from people. Come on, whether you've been doing dishonest things, whether, whether it's been fornication, whether it's been masturbation, pornography, whether it's been getting high, whether it's been getting drunk. Come on, whatever that particular thing is. Hallelujah. Living that double life. Come on, operating in adultery. You know, got that mistress on the side or that, or that uh, uh, you know, if it's a woman cheater, that mister on the side. Come on now. Come on. The Lord wants to, and we, and we still going to church. We still claiming God. Come on. Some of us, you, you can't even tell the difference with some of our lifestyle sometime between us and Snoop Dogg. Come on now. Come on. The Lord has called for there to be a difference between the holy and the profane. There's a difference. Hallelujah. There's a standard that we are to walk with and uphold as people of God. It don't mean that you can't still be hood, but you hood with some standards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got some standards with your, with your hoodism. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. You, don't, don't let me get started. Listen, listen. <laughs> Keep going. I, I feel some jokes coming. Anyway, verse 19. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. Can y'all imagine those of you all that are in the Bay Area? People going to the center or the heart of wherever the Bay Area is, bringing all their yoga, they new age books. Come on. Bringing all that type of stuff. All the wicker books, satanic books, 
Come on. And just having a public bonfire and just burning all them joints. Come on. That's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. Disruption. I want everybody to repeat after me. Say disruption. Disturbance. Come on. This is what people of God do. This is what God does. This is what God does through us. Hallelujah. But let me keep going. There's, there's some more disruption up in here. Hallelujah. There's, there's some more disruption. I'm going to go to verse 23. Verse 23 says, about that time, serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way. Now, do you know that if you look this up in some versions, that it says, a, a serious uh, disturbance developed in Ephesus concerning the way? I think one of them says a serious disruption. Come on. There, there was disruptions and disturbances beginning to erupt in Ephesus concerning the way. What is the way? Concerning Christianity. Come on. Concerning the people of God. There was serious trouble developing. And then the Bible begins to tell us where the trouble started. It began with Demetrius, a silversmith, who had a large business manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Artemis. He kept many craftsmen busy. He called them together along with others employed in similar trade and addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business. Time out, y'all. Time out. I need to really break down so you can understand what's going on here before we get into how powerful this next disruption was. This guy, Demetrius, right, who had a, notice the Bible says a large business. This wasn't just some storefront thing. Come on. This wasn't some, or let me say this, you could have a large business and, and still work out of a storefront or whatever, I guess. But let me say this, though. I'm talking about this wasn't no mom and pop type jump off. That's what I'm saying. This wasn't just something with meager earnings. Okay, he had a large business. He was manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Artemis. Come on. And it kept many craftsmen busy. In other words, he employed a lot of people. Okay? There were a lot of people connected to making money in this. Like you think about like Ford or, or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Like how Ford is in Detroit. You know what I mean? Um, um, the Ford auto plant, you know, employs a lot of people. You know, if that Ford power plant was to shut down, there'd be a whole lot of people out of jobs in Detroit. Come on. Hallelujah. Well, that's how this type of business was. But let me break it down a little bit more. Because this, this goddess is really a demon. First off, let me say that. Because the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 20, and Deuteronomy 32, 16 and 17, that things sacrificed to uh, idols are demons. Come on. It says how demons, I mean, how idols are demons. That's what's another thing that trips me out. People don't want to talk about demons and all that other stuff, but idols are demons. That's what they are. So you know what that means? That means that all of these other religions, at the end of the day, they're being empowered by demons. 
I know that doesn't sound cool to say, but that's what the Bible says. Those are actual demons. When people are praying to this other stuff, they're praying to demons. Come on. This is truth. When Muslims are, are communicating and doing their praying at five times a day, come on. Those are actual demons communicating back. Those are demons being empowered. It was a demon that sat there and gave the revelation to Muhammad. Come on, people of God. Hallelujah. And I want to share this about this, how, how, how deep this whole Artemis thing was. Because first of all, it, it had like the big, it, the temple of Artemis or Diana, okay? Some translations say Diana. But this temple to Diana was considered to be one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. So, for instance, you know how we consider the pyramids to be one of the, the, the seven wonders of the world? This temple was known for being one of the seven wonders of the world. That's how popular the temple to Diana was. It was huge. It made people so much money. And then here comes Paul with his disruptive the devil self. Come on, he just come in and disrupted the enemy. And let me show you what he did. Come on, because this is this anointing that rests on our lives. Verse 26, but as you have seen and heard, this man Paul, matter of fact, let me go back to 25. Demetrius called them together along with others employed in similar trades and addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business. In other words, you y'all know this is how we make our living. This is how we pay our bills. This is how we take care of our family. Verse 26, but as you have seen and heard, this man Paul has persuaded many people that handmade gods aren't really gods at all. <laughs> I love it. Look, not only did he tell people that they're handmade gods, you got them ain't gods at all. He persuaded them. In other words, he got them to open their eyes and see the truth. Like, oh, these really ain't God. Let me keep reading. And he's done this not only here in Ephesus, but throughout the entire province. Of course, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business. I'm also concerned that the temple of the great goddess Artemis, look at this, you all, will lose its influence. And that Artemis, this magnificent goddess worshipped throughout the province of Asia and all around the world, will be robbed of her great prestige. Come on. And you all, something I didn't bring up is they said in the temple of Artemis was where the bank was. Like, that's how, like, you know, big time this particular place was. They actually, they said in this shrine was a treasury that was considered to be the safest bank in Asia. They said this bank was where nations and kings stored their most precious things. In other words, it's the equivalent of like a Swiss bank account. You know, there's a lot of people who got money up in those Swiss banks. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people 
because you could certain things, there's a certain leniency that you have doing things with the Swiss bank that you can't do with other banks, but can't nobody touch it. That's how this bank was. Come on. Come on. I need you to understand the, 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 the weight of what was going on. We're talking about an entire financial system, an entire financial system. Hallelujah. Everybody say disruption, disturbance. Come on. Hallelujah. And I want you to notice the disruption that was caused. The disruption that was caused by this man of God bringing the truth of Jesus and not tolerating a mixture. It caused Artemis, that demon, or Diana, that demon, to be robbed of its influence. In other words, the Lord will release words in our mouth. The Lord will raise us up to minister in a way that will rob the influence from every idol and demon in somebody's life. Hallelujah. It will strip that thing of its influence. It will strip that thing of any prestige that it has. Come on, people of God. Come on, people of God. This is, this is what the Lord does. Come on. This is what the Lord does. Hallelujah. Why are we choosing the ways of the world? The Lord wants to disrupt those things. Those things bring death. Come on. But Jesus brings life and life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Some of us today need a disruption in the area of our faith. Come on. Our faith level is too low. It's like we, we know Jesus. You know, we, we know Jesus is alive, but we don't know that Jesus is alive. Come on. I'm going to say that again. We know Jesus is alive, but we don't know Jesus is alive. Come on. There's certain things that we wouldn't even engage in or embark upon, hallelujah, if we just knew the power of Jesus, come on, and the power of his Holy Ghost when it comes upon us, that Jesus is more powerful, hallelujah, more powerful than our drugs, more powerful than our alcohol, more powerful than our porn movies, come on, more powerful than our adultery, come on, some of us walk around cussing like sailors, Come on, that's our day job, to cuss like a sailor. Come on, we, we got to, the Lord wants to rob the enemy of his prestige. Some of us got reputations right now. You know, if we were to go to the job and say, hey, that person over there, yeah, that woman of God, be like, woman of God, who, who that person right there? Who them? This, this a please. You know what I'm saying? We be telling that person they need to go to church. And I don't even believe in Jesus. Come on now. Come on. Jesus wants to rob the enemy of his prestige. Come on. Some of us, we've allowed the enemy to get the honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus wants to disrupt that. Maybe there may be some of us where the Lord has been knocking on the doors of our heart concerning our doctrine. Hallelujah. Concerning our doctrine. The Lord wants to disrupt that doctrine. Hallelujah and say that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. To say that Jesus Christ says that love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself, that those are the two greatest commandments. Come on. Jesus wants to disrupt that doctrine that makes us feel like we still have to keep certain things of the old covenant, like we still have to sit there and, and do these rituals and honor the Sabbath. Come on. 
Jesus wants to disrupt that doctrine. He says, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. He said the Sabbath wasn't made for man. I mean, he said, uh, the, he said that man wasn't made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. Come on. Hallelujah. In other words, we were made to serve the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made to serve us. Come on, people of God, that's Bible. That's Bible. Hallelujah. Jesus is your Sabbath. Come on, your Sabbath can be Tuesday. Your Sabbath can be Thursday. Your Sabbath can be Monday. Come on now. Come on now. Hallelujah. Jesus wants to disrupt things. He wants us to walk in freedom and walk in liberty. Hallelujah. He wants us to experience the freedom of the Spirit. Some of us, our mindsets need to be disrupted because we're still saying no to praying in tongues because of whatever things that we've seen in our life to give us a negative view of what that particular thing is. And the Lord knows, and the Lord sympathizes with you because the Lord saw that thing, and he knows that it wasn't right. But don't let that thing rob you of a gift that the Father sends from heaven to give to us. Hallelujah. Don't let, don't let that mindset rob us, come on, of an articulation that can't be expressed in our own English words or whatever our native language is. Come on. The Lord wants to bring disruption. Some of us walking around with hearts bitter, hard. The Lord wants to disrupt that bitterness. Come on. Wants to soften up our hearts. Some of us have made oaths. I'll never forgive them. I'll never do this. Some of us are, are, are more absorbed in ourselves. Come on. They're looking out for others. The Lord wants to disrupt that today. Hallelujah. Come on. This is a month of disruption. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't know how we, you, you know, and, and I'm sorry to anybody who came on, who came on. I don't know how you felt you were just going to go through an entire month. And not be challenged. As a matter of fact, you've probably been challenged every single day. But why are you being challenged? Because the Lord is calling us up higher. All of us, myself included. I'm not sitting here acting like I'm holier than now. Not at all. But I am telling you the truth. Hallelujah. And I don't live a double life. Let me just say that for the record. But there are areas where I can still grow in. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this from personal experience. I want to be more in Jesus tomorrow than I am today. Come on. See, the moment we get stuck, that's when we being religious. That's when you being religious. That's when we dry. Come on. We want, to be, we want to be more in love with him tomorrow than we are today. Come on. Some of us, it's a simple thing of the Lord wants to bring a disruption to our love life. Woof. Lord wants to bring a disruption to our love life. He wants to disturb our normal process of how we show love. Jesus, Jesus, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Mm. I want you all to begin to say that. Just say that to the Lord. Just tell him right now. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on. 
We got to let, let's recognize that there is someone inside of us. Come on. And if you're not saved today, you know, if you're not saved today, I want you to be a part of this glorious thing. Come on. The Lord comes to, he wants to disrupt that life that you're in right now. He wants to disrupt and bring you out of the darkness, bring you out of the normal processes of darkness and bring you into the marvelous light. Some of you all have been thinking about getting saved, but you have also seen other examples or representatives that say, well, I don't want to look like that, or that's not me. Come on, the Lord says that what I have for you is special. What I have for you is unique. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Look to me. I have a special purpose for you. I will give you hope in the future. I will give you your expected end. Don't look to the people, but look to me, says the Lord. Come on. Come on. Say yes to the Lord. I thought when I got saved, it was I was going to be boring. That was one of the reasons why I was hesitating. Sometimes when I would feel like I think God really wants me to do this. Like, man, I, was, I thought it would be boring. I mean, I had all types of misconceptions in my mind of what this thing truly was. Hallelujah, because I wasn't really understanding. It wasn't me joining a religion. It was me joining with a person named Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It was me partnering with somebody who defeated death on the cross 2,000 years ago and is alive right now. Come on. Hallelujah. Lord God, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus for the anointing to destroy every single yoke. Everything, Lord God, that has caused us to be passive, to be lukewarm, Lord, we say bring a disruption in our life. Mm. Come on. I want us to pray this right now. Say, Lord, every area of my life where I have been lukewarm, I give you permission to disrupt that lukewarmness. Mm. Every area where my faith is low, I give you permission to disrupt that faith. Oof. Come on. Every area where I've been operating in disobedience, mm. I give you permission to disrupt that disobedience. Every area where I've been walking on the wrong path, I give you permission to disrupt my steps and establish my steps on the pathway of righteousness. Come on. Here's one that I just got right here. We're going to pray one for our finances, for poverty. Come on. Say, Lord, every area of my life where there is poverty, I give you permission to disrupt that poverty, disrupt my finances, set me on the path to a wealthy place. Mm. Hallelujah. Here's another one concerning our destiny. Lord, I pray. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father, wherever my feet are walking, that is not the path of destiny or purpose, disrupt my walk and reestablish me on the paths of purpose and on the paths of destiny. So que tola pa seco rosta toro pecara. 
Nero ke ature ka rosha kore ka rose kore ke primanture ki ashikuru feto rosho. Come on, I want to pray even for those that are crying out, what's next right now? Come on, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord, I invite you into the areas of my life while I'm looking for what's next. While I'm waiting for you to guide me into the next phase of my life. Disrupt anything that is keeping me from going into my next. Disrupt any hand of the enemy that is blocking me from going forth in the name of Jesus. Come on, Ropa Sheto de Lemiasto. I got another one that just hit me too. Repeat after me. Say, Father, any bitterness I have in my life, disrupt that bitterness in the name of Jesus. Come on. I want you to think anything relative, anything you can think of, you want the Lord to disrupt. Maybe you don't have the power to do it, but see, we serve one who is greater than us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We may not have the strength to do something, but come on, our God, uh, through Christ, we can do all things who strengthens us. Our God shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So God bless you all. Thank you. I know I went a little bit over today. I love, I absolutely love um, this word right here. And as I began to look through Acts 19, um, it just really stirred me up. And so, you know, when I came to share this today, just man, like, like, yo, like, I just pray um, that, that you hear Jesus. And, and if there was any problem or anything with what I said, this is what I ask you to do. I ask you to go to Jesus, and I say, Jesus, I come to you with an open heart. Lord, if that was really you, come on. Lord, confirm that to me. Show me, Lord God, if that was you. Come on. Don't be like the people in the Word that was stubborn. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to open this phone line up now to, um, I forgot what you call that portion, as many times as I've been on here. But, yo, we're going to open it up right now. And, yo, uh, uh, I would give y'all a moment. Let me, let me give us a moment right now. If you need a moment, I'm not rushing anybody to come on and get on. Okay? I'm not going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm right here. So if you need a moment to process even what was said or whatever like that, you know what I mean? It's all good. Maybe some of you may be praying. Some of you may be weeping. Come on. Come on. I'm thinking last night when we were in the tent and we just began to go and began to pray for this young man. You know, and this is a, you know, like this wasn't no soft dude. You know what I mean? It's a street dude. And we began to, not saying that street dudes, you know what I'm saying? Only street dudes are hard. But y'all understand what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to make a point. I'm saying this dude was very hardened. And, man, this dude began to weep. When we began to pray, we began to just listen to the Lord and began to pray over this man's life. You know what I'm saying? And then I remember this one part. I remember where the Lord had just told me, and I began to just pray prophetically for him. I was like, Lord, you know, those questions he's been asking you, like if he could just get a chance. Will you give him a just, just, he just needs a chance. The moment I said that, this dude just, you could already tell he was fighting back tears. 
but that thing just opened up the rivers. Come on. See, the Lord knows how to get to our hearts. Man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. Come on. And if you're feeling something right now, that's because, see, God reaches the heart. Come on. So I'm going to give you a moment. I'm going to be quiet. And you can take your time. And then whenever you're ready to say something cool, I'm not rushing nobody. I'm going to chill on that right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, Phil. Hey, good morning. Hey, this is glorious. God bless hey, you. Hey. hey, hey, bro. I appreciate you. I thank God for this word on disruption. Um, Holy Spirit really spoke to me about it. I got into a, a discussion with my daughter this morning and um it was about it was about some finances and um I felt I felt like I had been uh betrayed, used or whatever. And so as Holy Spirit was ministering, I thank God for uh letting me know that nobody we don't nobody owes us anything and we don't owe anybody anything. We just mm. need to allow Holy Spirit to be our all in all. So I, I found myself in a place of surrender and um, repentance and renunciation of feeling um, like like she owed me for all this stuff. Not I didn't feel like she needed to pay me. I just felt like, you know, that that should have been taken in consideration when some of the stuff yeah. that she was kind of was coming at me. So I I, uh, I appreciate God for that. And I thank God for just allowing my heart. I don't want my heart to be dirty. I want my heart mm. to be pure. Mm. And I thank God for him disrupting all the misunderstandings and the mis- my, changing the way, no, tearing down my wrong thought processes about stuff. Mm. So I, I thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I just thank God for you. I'm going back home. Hallelujah. Um, Swanita, um, thank you. And I just, I just thank you for this message on this. 
Amen. I just it, it was so much said, but I just thank God. Um that helped me as well. So I just thank you this morning. You have um have a blessed day. More. You are okay. Don't, don't miss this don't miss this moment. Um, not saying anybody is, but I want to put this out here. You know, we always want to be sensitive to what God is doing in the moment. And it's obvious to see there's a spirit of the fear of the Lord, of conviction, of repentance. Hallelujah. And so that means there's a grace for it. So don't allow our pride, come on, to just move on past it. You know, let the Lord, you know, just, 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 Tell them like like repent or or whatever it is. I'm not saying maybe it's a, a, a really needed like uh, what Gloria was talking about, or maybe it's something where you're looking for for faith for God to disrupt um, some poverty in your life. Whatever it is, you know what I mean. Just allow the Lord to do that thing this morning. He's giving you a grace to be able to do it, to repent. Maybe you feel like, well, God, I've done that before, but I feel like the same old thing always happens. No, uh-uh. I feel like there's a, there's a grace for that. Come on, because you can tell that thing is in the atmosphere today. Hallelujah. Hey, Phil. Hey. Good morning, brother. Didi, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, I'm so full. I had to come and get in a car. I'm at the school. Oh, God. Love you, sister. Um, my sister, Gloria. Just, she just, mm, hallelujah, thank you. What you did for me this morning, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, because growing up in a Methodist church, I grew up in a Methodist church. And then by, I would go to my friends who were Pentecostal, holiness, Kojic, all of that. And so the, the, the speaking in tongue and all that other stuff, I was exposed to it, but we weren't taught that at the Methodist Church. We were not. Yeah. And as I grew up and I started, you know, non-denominational, I started going to classes and just, I grew and I learned. But what happened to me, hallelujah, thank you, Father, is that I got wounded so bad. Mm. And so mm. I didn't even realize, and I love Tanya because one time she said, keep going, because I do when I'm like alone and in my worship and, and my language to God, I get it. But I was so hurt and the people that hurt me were those really mm. loud women at church who was always speaking in tongues. They never spoke English. All they did was spoke mm. in tongues, but they were so mean and nasty to me because I was a single mother. They would they would tell me I was dressed wrong or, you know, always tearing me down. But you this morning, I didn't even know I was still stuck. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, God. Hallelujah.
talked I just really I just I don't know how to explain it except to just say I I felt that and again we have to be sensitive to atmosphere and so it's very important that we know that the Lord is not only sensitive to our hearts see we look at the things that may be the issues but the Lord looks at the underlying he looks at the heart he looks at the heart. He sees the wounds. He sees what caused it. And he understands. And it's like that moment where we allow him in to the wound to begin to heal that wound. Hmm. Because the Lord is full of compassion. And just like the woman of God, Didi, was just saying, she realized there was, it, it, there was moments where she didn't experience that compassion. She didn't experience that. Hallelujah. And this is what happens with a lot of us. You know, we don't, ex we don't experience that compassion, you know. And so now we could end up acting out against that, you know, because it, it did hurt. And we did have to put up a shield or a particular thing against that. But the Lord wants to heal us of that thing. And the Lord wants to be our, 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 our guardian. And so I just want to let everybody know, again, you all, the, the Lord is not a condemner. He, he convicts, but it's because he wants to set us free from whatever is hurting us and whatever is releasing poison. He is very compassionate, very compassionate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pero que adore parroshia coro, repashotero que toro. And something just hit me too. If there's anybody on the line who's experienced any type of shame from having an abortion, I think it's God wants to disrupt that right there. That feeling of shame that you have, that self hatred towards yourself, God wants to disrupt it. The Bible says that he remembers our iniquities no more. There are various scriptures where God speaks about not remembering our sins anymore. Okay? Yes, abortion isn't, isn't godly. Okay? It's not. But it's not under some special qualification where God says, yeah, I forgive for this and that, but you committed an abortion? Well, nah, I don't know if I can forgive you of that. 
No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And the thing with God is, once you repent, that's it. There is no holding it over your head. There is no, well, I got to put you on a 90-day probationary period. Some of, if there's any former Jehovah Witnesses on here. Come on. I remember when I, um, a Jehovah Witness, um, um, a Jehovah Witness guy was sharing with me how, you know, if somebody messes up during the week with God or something and they find out about it, they got to sit you in a special section in the kingdom hall. And when everybody comes in, they know that you messed up during the week. Like, how shameful is that? Like, that's not God. How shameful is that? How many people have been, like, hurt, like, shattered, suicidal because of things like that? God doesn't hold our stuff over our head. Once he forgives us, that's it. He throws our stuff into the sea of forgetfulness, and then guess what he does? He gives us the best robes. Come on. He gives us the best robes. Come on. God will bless you more than your faithful pastor. Yes, that's Bible. The story of the prodigal son. He went and hooked the prodigal son up better than he hooked up the dude that had been a faithful servant with him all that time. See, that's how merciful God is. Come on. We want to pray that God will bless other people more than he blesses us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That person wounded us. That person hurt us. That person betrayed us. Come on. We want to we wanna pray and ask for God to bless them more than he's blessed us. Because, see, that's kingdom. Come on, people of God. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, how are you? All right, my brother. Awesome share this morning. Uh, this is uh, LaBelle Jones. Uh, hey man, I've been seeing, I, I see your, I be seeing your post. Uh, I be, I be laughing at, uh, I be laughing at you and Dee Dee's uh, uh, answer. Ain't you a cowboy fan or something? No, 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 no. I'm a Raiders fan, but anyway, that's. I mean, a Raiders fan. fan. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've been listening for weeks and I haven't said a word. Um, um, uh, awesome, awesome share this morning. Um. I think the problem is God God forgives, but people don't. And people yeah. hold stuff over you. And yeah. uh, when you were talking about destiny, and I was listening to uh, my sister Didi, uh, she come out of the Methodist church. I, I've been a Baptist preacher for 30-some-out years. Mm. I have now, I went to, I, I've been going apostolic. And, um, mm. and, um, I've learned some new things, and and I, I said that in your sh in your because in your share you talked about destiny, and I realized that destiny is a place in the grace of God where purpose is conceived, and what mm. I like about God is that when He gets ready to make and fulfill destiny in your life, He doesn't wait for you to be born. What He does declare your end from the beginning, and I like that because when God puts you in a and a place of grace and conceives your purpose in a place called grace, what it means is that the devil can't get a hold of your destiny. He's disrupting. Come on, brother. I mean, I'm, I'm watching it. I, I, and and what I, I said that because 
What I love about God is that he doesn't tie your destiny to the whims of other people and how they feel about you and what they said about you, because your destiny is so great. It's such an awesome thing that God has taken um, time to hide your destiny in his grace. And I like that because that's a safe place, because if the devil ever tried to get his hands on your destiny, the devil would have to come into grace to get it. And if the devil ever came into grace, the devil would have to be saved because the Bible says we're saved by grace. So I just want to encourage somebody. Bless them. Man, brother, brother, that was so good. And look, I just realized, uh, I, I realized I had ministered a message the other day on Hannah, and I never realized that the name Hannah means favored. I never knew that. And so it gave me a whole nother perspective that the entire time that Hannah was walking around, crying, being picked on because she was barren, the whole time <laughs> her name was favored. She was destined to be favored, to receive the favor of the Lord. So thank you so much for that word and for, for adding even more clarity um, um, to the thing to really help us. Thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah, and, and let me say this, too, because I'm like Didi. Growing up in a traditional missionary Baptist church, I didn't know anything about speaking in tongues. I, it was foreign to me. And now, now, because of what God has done in my life, I speak in tongue fluently now. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. So the transformation and the disruption that has taken place in order for God to get you where you need to be is simply amazing. So blessings on you. Blessings. Blessings. Good morning, Minister Fields, Rochelle. Mm. Yo. Um, <laughs> yo. Amazing share. Um, and as you were speaking, and even just now, I just, um, the Psalms 147, um, three through five, that he comes to heal the brokenhearted. And a lot of times yeah. we want to associate that with love, which results to love. But because of mm. our heart is broken, we cut off love and it binds up there. He binds up their, their wounds and he counts the numbers of the stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our mm. Lord and the mighty in power. His understanding mm. is infinite. So mm. to God must be the glory that we don't point fingers at little things that that's not my problem. I don't do that. I don't do that. But all have come short, fallen short of sin. So my sin might not be your sin, but it's still sin. And he came mm -hmm. that he that we may be healed of all mm -hmm. our infirmities, mind, soul, mm -hmm. body, and spirit. So thank you for coming in like Paul in your sandals, laced up all the way, and just come with a message, repent, and be turned mm -hmm. away. So God bless you. Thank you so much for going hard. Bang, bang, Jesus gang. Love you, sir. <laughs> Bless you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, Phil. Hey, hey. Hey, I just wanted to, I didn't really get to hear when you're talking about the abortion, but I still have a page called Beauty for Ashes. If any of the women are interested, um, we have gone deep before about that and how we have to 
you know, it's a, it's a lot to abortions, miscarriages, anything like that. Some women have yeah. been guilt-ridden for years. So if you're interested, yeah. you can inbox me, and um, I can invite you to the page, and I'm going to get it started again because that's another way the enemy will help try to um, hold you in bondage to some things um, yes. regarding to that. So it's called Beauty for Ashes, and this is Dee Dee Felder. So just wanted to put that out there. I love you, brother. Love you too. That is so awesome. Please, you all, anybody, if you you know in that area, if that spoke to you, please sign up for that. Cause I've I've seen firsthand. I mean, obviously, I don't know, you know, the fullness of what a woman goes through with that at all. But I do know for ministering deliverance, um, you know, I've had to minister or be in the atmosphere sometimes with ladies that have went through that, and some of the things that I've heard expressed. I just never knew, you know what I'm saying? I just never knew the thoughts or the, the things of, of what is said on the inside or the feelings, you know what I mean? I just never knew. And it just opened up a whole nother lane to me about another uh, outlet of how the enemy really tries to come and um, put us in bondage, you know, even trying to drive some people to the place of suicide or some people they they grow up mothering their children with this word curse that they've put over their life of saying they're a horrible mother. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's it's man, like it's it's so deep and pervasive. So please, you know, if you sign up for that um with Dee Dee, you said what is it called again? Beauty for Ashes? page um a group i started years ago and it's not as active as it could be but i I was led it's so amazing that you mentioned that because that's been on my heart and it's like um somebody on this call right now may have had an abortion may have been forced or whatever and you're in bondage and you can be free so beauty for ashes is just another it's very private so um we talk about we can discuss it we pray we have um we do exercises where you it's it's just it's it's, it's good so I'll just leave it at that. But if, if for any woman that's interested, just hit me up and I'll add you to the group. Mm. Anybody else? Mic check, one, two. Hey, hey, Phil, this is Tanya, and I'm telling you, good morning, good morning, good morning, brother. I <laughs> felt you. I felt you this morning. I was interceding for you and interceding for mm. the people of God. I felt you. I felt you this morning. But mm. I want to say, um, because I'm 62, <clears throat> and I represent, um, like, I'm, I'm that middle generation, not the, not the older, older mothers, you know, that we grew up with. And obviously not the youngsters. So I'm right there in the middle of like a gap filler. But I felt led, um, as I heard Didi's heart this morning, I mm. felt led to stand in proxy for the mean church mothers. Even the pedophiles that were in the church because they weren't. I feel led to apologize and to ask you to forgive me as I stand in proxy for those who hurt you and have stunted your growth. And it's and it's 
and and confused you in a in a way where like you want to believe, but these things in the back of your mind, you know, the hurt that you experienced, the betrayal some of us experienced. We we call it church hurt, but it's not really church hurt. It is somebody in the church that did something, the manipulation, um, tricking you out of money, telling you oh, whatever it was, whatever label it was. I want to ask you to forgive me. I repent on their behalf because some of those people are dead. Some of those people you don't have a way to get in touch with. And so you don't have, you can't put a voice to it. So I wanted to put a voice to it and I wanted to acknowledge your hurt and I wanted to acknowledge your pain because I want to see you whole. And I want you to know that the people that did that were hurting people and they don't represent the entire body of Christ. Hurt people, hurt people. It doesn't excuse it. Um, it doesn't, it does, there's no excuse for it at all. But I, but I want you to know that God loves you in spite of what you experienced. And I ask with all humility that you would please forgive me as I repent this morning on behalf of those people who damaged and hurt you. And it's not just women. It's men on this call as well. Will you forgive me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let me tell you. Hi. My name is Stephanie. So this is Stephanie. I haven't spoken this line in a long time. But I listen. And uh, I, just, I, didn't, I don't remember her name. But I remember that she said she was 62 years old. And... Um, I've been listening, and I I wanted to say something, but I go to God in prayer for a lot of things because a lot of my trust is broken. But I just want to say, I just thank you so much for that little part. For that little part, it means so much, and it speaks so much in volume to the hurt part of the spirit that was damaged by the people that you wanted to trust. Or you're trying to lean and depend. You know, that's all I want to say. Thank you. God bless you, um, Stephanie. And Phil, I'm absolutely not trying to take it take over your call, but I I wanna I wanna encourage you, if you are somebody that I apologize to, one of the great things that you can do is to put a sound to it verbalize it if if you're if you're able to because some of you i know are probably crying right now as it brings up come on um, come on no oh, i get another deal verbalize it come on ah, yes, well you need a ponytail because your braids still look really the ponytail the person that's combing here can you put your phone on mute for a minute but there's power in your words you guys we are overcomers by the words of our testimony and you can disrupt this atmosphere you can disrupt the hurt you can disrupt the bondage by putting a sound to it, right? Using your spiritual Dion, your spiritual grandma. <laughs> God bless you. I encourage you to do that. Thank you, Tan. Thank you. Sometimes we don't even understand the depth of what uh, that hurt or the meanness did to us. But thank you. I appreciate you. So Tanya, not Tanya. One, you don't got to apologize. You go ahead and flow. <laughs> but two, more importantly, 
I have wanted to say, like, mm. so could you could you say that apology again? But when you say it, um, you know, you all, whoever that's for, when she just says, could you forgive me? You know what I mean? Um, if you could just say out loud, just say yes. Okay? Just say out loud, just say yes. Just unmute your phone and say yes when she do it. If, you know, you you at the place to forgive. If you're not at that place to forgive, ask the Lord to give you the grace to say yes. Ask him to give you the grace yes. because we yes. can't forgive in our strength. But no, 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 no. I'm gonna have her say it again. I want her to I want her to do the apology again and you you respond to it then. So could you go ahead and do it again, Tanya? Sure, sure. So on behalf of on behalf of the church, the people in the church who have hurt you in whatever way, um, through manipulation, through um um you know, um, sexual abuse, whatever it was, like, like you know what it was, on behalf of that person, I'm standing in proxy, and I'm asking you to forgive me. I repent to you, um, uh, and I, I want you to know that God loves you, and he doesn't want you to remain stuck in that hurt uh, because it's, it's stunted your growth. And so today, I'm asking with all sincerity, mm, with all sincerity, I'm asking to please forgive me. I repent on behalf of the people that hurt you. Will you forgive me? Yes. 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 Can I share something? Um, yes, go ahead. I've been asked to um, share something with a group of women who are um, very set in, in tradition and religion, and, and I was asking God, what what would I share? And the theme is repentance and forgiveness. And, and God gave to me um, the very one area where repentance and forgiveness can be demonstrated on the cross and how christ he repented for us he that knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of god in christ jesus and so while we didn't even know he repented on our behalf when he said father forgive them for they know not what they do and so my people perish for lack of knowledge we didn't even know and so while we didn't know he stood in the gap for us and became sin for us and took our place and took the punishment for us and that just reminded me right there what sin just did for us such a beautiful example of what christ did for us on the cross and she just gave 
give me the ending of my talk for these women on how this is just displayed for us on the magnitude of what he really did for us on the cross. He didn't know nothing about sin, but he became sin. And then he took our place because we didn't know enough to say, forgive me. He said, just forgive them. They don't understand. They're ignorant to this. They don't even know what they're doing. Those people didn't even know what they were doing. Some did. But for the most part, they didn't know how they were wounding us and hurting us. Look at the picture, y'all. Oh, my God. It's such a beautiful picture of what Christ did for us. And sometimes we just gloss over it on the third day he got up. Look at the magnitude of what he did for us and how we really are free, but we keep allowing that enemy to make us think that we're bound. And when he said it was finished, it was done. It is done. Oh, my God. And I want to hang up because I got to go to work. And God would say, stay on. <laughs> stay on. Stay on. There's more. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Hey, good morning. All. Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Okay. Good morning. Um, the last person that spoke has... Uh, really topped it off for me in terms of the magnitude of what uh, Christ did for us. I want to thank you, Philip, for um, for your ability to divide the word and break it down and make it applicable to every um, area of our lives, to every topic you've ever spoken on. You've always had a different um, twist, so to speak, on um, Allowing the ability to look at things differently. Um, so I thank you for that. I I just want to say I've enjoyed uh, today. Normally, I don't um, chime in a lot. I just listen. Um, but I just want to say a couple of things. I just want to say to Stephanie, you know, I, I think I sense the hurt um, that you, are, you were speaking of, and I pray that... Um, uh, today will help you uh, get through that and live through that. Um, and then I want to say to the young lady that spoke before me, you know, when I was a child, I knew about Jesus Christ and I heard, you know, what he did and how they hung him on the cross. And just like she said, on the third day he rose and with all power in his name. And I didn't really understand like the concept or the magnitude or the scope of it or how important it was and more importantly how it applied to me thank god for his uh grace and thank god for his patience um i like what pastor lavelle said about um your destiny was conceived uh what did he say your destiny was conceived your future was conceived in your destiny something like that but that reverberated for me because what that says to me is that, you know, God knew long before 
I decided to give my will to him, that I would, like, give my will to him. He gave me time to kind of wander around through the wilderness, if you will, before I realized, mm, I'm going the wrong way. I need to go this way. I need to surrender. I need to succumb. I need to do something else because this way is not working. But when I go all the way back, can you imagine what it feels like to be hung on a cross and have iron uh, uh, things pierced through your hands. Can you imagine that same uh, pain that's going through your feet and reverberating through your body? Can you imagine the pain, the continual pain when you feel the blood and the life draining out of you? Can you imagine becoming sin? And taking upon sin. And I've never, and not ever having done sin. Can you imagine the depth and the scope of the love it takes, not only for those in that day, but for those to come? Can you imagine? It blows me away. It blows me away to think about this is not a fairy tale. This is not a fable. This is not a moral, right? This is Christ who lived and died for me that would be born hundreds of years, thousands of years later. How can I not? How can I not be grateful for that? You know, God's love is so abounds. It abounds, man. It abounds. It is so wide and so deep that I will never understand and if i can just have a glimpse and be christ-like uh uh today within my human power just like paul says the things i want to do i don't do the things i don't want to do those things i do that's my fight you know what i'm saying i get so excited oh god i thank you for christ i thank you for christ i i couldn't have done it I couldn't have done it. <laughs> but thank God. Thank God that he did. And he rose three days later with all power in his hands, man. I still haven't grasped the magnitude of what that means. Right? Thank God. Thank God. God, I thank God. Thank God for God. Thank you, guys. That's all I got to say. Hallelujah. Come thank on. You. That was good. Hallelujah. 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 We lit we lit up on here today. Lit. Good morning. It's beloved Barb. How's everybody? All right. <laughs> I um I'm compelled to speak. I don't even know how to really articulate this, but I'm gonna go for it. So back when I was in elementary school and I was I've been in church since I was, I'd say, close to five years old and baptized and received. Um, But I'll just say this. When the deacon of the church, the most predominant deacon of the church, takes a small child, throws them up against the piano, and tries to kiss them, when you are introduced to lesbianism, on the church bus going to choir rehearsal and just thinking how that 
has affected me in my, you know, sexuality, um, how it may have hardened my heart, how I want to stuff it and say it didn't happen really. But it did. Yeah. But I, I don't feel like I'm bitter or anything. It's I feel me, like do, I'm you know forgiven. You know what? Before you go, no, no, no. I want you to keep speaking. Excuse me, whoever that is. Hello, I, I'm asking this now. I I want this space to be open, um, and I feel like there have been some moments where we all can be unmuted and open it up, especially after what Tanya shared. And I don't want to, you know, stop anything Holy Ghost is doing. But if you gotta have a conversation or something like that. Please mute your phone to respect what the person is saying because people are really sharing their hearts, and I think that's that's kind of disrespectful and dismissive because she's sharing like some real stuff, you know what I mean? Um, personal stuff, you know. Okay, go ahead, woman of God. I'm sorry, but I just I just want to say I just want to thank God that I'm not bitter, I'm not hating. I feel like I. But at the same time, I feel like a part of my heart was kind of hardened, kind of numb from it all. And you just kind of brought all that back up for me to think about. Mm. Just keep me lifted in prayer. I don't, you know, I I feel very sensitive. I love everybody. And I'm all about loving on people because I didn't receive the love that I thought I should have gotten as a child. Or a young mm. adult. So I'm I'm so full of love and giving love to people. But I feel like yeah. there is a spot in my heart that's kind of hardened from what happened with the church. Not hating yeah. on the church at all, because I love everybody. I, I know what you're saying. And yeah, worshiping yeah. is nothing like being in the presence of the saints, praising, worshiping God. It's nothing like that. I, you got to have that still in your life. But... um yeah, yeah, God is good. I'm thankful. I still feel favored and blessed, but I feel like a little part of my heart was hardened from what happened to me as a youngster. And thank you all for listening. God bless you all. For those of you all that are in my class, y'all already know, uh, you probably already know how I'm going to respond to this. Because <laughs> y'all just heard me talking about this like the last three weeks. Um, but I, you know, I, I feel very passionate about um, the heart and heart, um, you know, and I love what you shared. And so I would implore you, um, you know, because the Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked. And there are times even with myself, you know, and I mean, I, I love, like, I, tr- I really try to live from a forgiveness, mercy aspect to what some people would tell me. You know, there are people who tell me I'm too nice or I let people take advantage of me or whatever, whatever. My point of the matter is, is that there are times where still I may ask the question sometimes, Lord is, you know, Holy Spirit, is there anybody in my heart that I need to forgive? And <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes he will bring people and I'll be like, wait, what, really? You know what I'm saying? Because he can see the heart. And so... What I'm encouraging you to do, you don't have to do it out loud with us, but just in your one-on-one time, ask the Lord to, um, well, well, first forgive that person. And when you forgive them, not just, uh, I forgive Joe for what he did. 
No, be specific. You know, I forgive so-and-so for the time they threw that child against the piano and tried to kiss them. So you want to get specific because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we're vague with it out loud in our mouth, that's how we're processing it in our heart. And that's what helps numb us. So speak it out loud, be specific, say what you forgive them for. And then a forgiveness test, a good forgiveness test is uh, uh, praying and asking the Lord with all of your heart to bless those individuals more than he blesses you. Now, if they've passed away, you would then pronounce that on his family or on their family. You know what I mean? And that right there shows the heart of Jesus. Why? Because you and I were 100% guilty. And Jesus hooked us up to have the same access to his father that me and you have. And he was totally innocent and we were totally guilty. So that's the, the you know, and at the end of the day, no matter what horrific things the people did, the Lord was still trying to set it up for them to seek repentance. You know what I mean? Because there were reasons behind what they did. You know, some of these, some people, when they molesting people, you know, it started when they were young and they never got healed for it. So now we're dealing with somebody who's basically just an unhealed version of, you know, that child. So I pray that, that that blesses you. And thank you so much for that, that, uh, that vulnerable share. Hallelujah. Where can we find your classes, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so, so it's a class I'm doing with some people in Declare Victory. Um, it's not about a finding thing. It's like a, it's a, it's a private group that we have. Um, it's a 15-week uh, prayer class. We're already in uh, week five. Now, what I can do is, if you want to take the class, it's a, it's a fee to it. All right, it's not $10,000. It's okay. Not <laughs> just mess with you. But um, I'll send you the information. And if you are serious about taking the class, because it's a real class, it's a course, you're going to have homework. Some of the people on here could tell you about it. Um, like it's a real class. But in that, um, I do not only uh, makeup classes, but I also do catch-up classes on the side. Um, so there's a couple of people that I'm doing a catch-up for, you know, to like catch them up to speed. I'm actually doing one tomorrow. So if you're really serious about doing it, uh, what is what is your name? Or you want to be private? Um, no, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll, I can take your information maybe. Yeah. Well, if you take my information, it does matter. What's your, what's your name? <laughs> I don't know who you are is what I'm saying. Who are you? I'm Charlotte. Okay. All right. All right. 
you know, I got to know that you're not some scammer from, you know, Saudi Arabia, you know, right. trying to sell me something. You know what I mean? Some some bot or something like that. So yeah, yeah. inbox me, um, Philip M. Watson. Just just inbox me. Um, do you know Dion? Um, I've I've seen her around. I I know who she is. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So um. You can go ahead and inbox me, and I'll give you more information on the class. I just gave you a little something general. Um, and uh, But inbox me, because I, I don't really want to take this. Yeah, I don't really want to get in the way of what God is doing. But I'll tell you this. If y'all want to know about it, just inbox me, and I'll send y'all all the information and everything, okay? Philip M. Watson with, with one L. Okay. You, sir. No, I'm I'm serious. I'm not being dismissive. I just don't want to get in the way of, um, you know, people have been opening up and sharing who don't normally share. Then some people are being very vulnerable and transparent. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just inbox me. I'm, I'm uh, very accessible. Um, but yeah, but uh, like I was saying with that forgiveness thing, um. That thing is really real, and we and we want to remember this too, people of God, uh, about um, I, this is a hard truth, but but this is for real. Um, I'll just put it like this: a lot of times, that child that we have so much affection for, that we see who gets molested, and we feel sorry for them, and we're trying to look out for them or we have compassion. When that child doesn't get the proper healing that they need, that child turns into that adult pedophile. So now that same adult pedophile that we're sitting there saying, man, you know, throw them under the jail is actually that same child that we were sitting there crying about. And so I bring that up because I was literally thinking as we were speaking about like the church mothers or the deacons or things like that, you know, I always say as black people, we have to also look at things relative to our history in this country and be mindful that, you know, 18, you know, when, when the Emancipation Proclamation came out, you know, if it's a, if it's an old church mother, it's a good chance that their grandfather was probably a slave. And if not a slave, then a sharecropper, which was basically legal slavery. And you think about everything that went on during that. Everything was legal. Slave master was raping and molesting all the time, but not only that, was taking us and having us do it to our own family members for the sake of breeding children. This is this is reality. You know, that's that was just regular everyday reality. And so now when you continue to do something over and over in a family, it becomes normal. And so now after you say, Okay, all right, we done, everybody free, go live on your own, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna do what you have been doing for for generations. That's what you know. And so now you get inside of the church. And then even some of the mindsets, some of the ways that people will act towards other people, they're acting that way because maybe their mother or father acted that way. Because guess what? After you've been working hard on the plantation and all that, 
do you really have time for empathy? For real, you not being shown no empathy. You get it beat on and everything, being treated less than a human. So there's, and, and, and there wasn't no, uh, you know, therapy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or whatever the words were for it, you know what I mean? They just had to just deal with what it was, you know? And so I'm not trying to justify anything, but I am saying that as people of God, we have to look at the heart of the matter because that's what the Lord does. And the Lord, because this is why the Lord extends, um, one of the reasons of why the Lord extends mercy, he sees the whole picture because he sees the adversary. He sees how things led to what they led to. So by, by us doing that thing, like what Tanya said, what it does is it not only opens up freedom for us, but it releases a realm of freedom to the perpetrator. It shows that perpetrator that Jesus is still alive and that that meanness that maybe you might have thought you had to use in order to survive because this is how you were raised or you were taught or whatever, you're showing that person a better way. Hallelujah. Brother Phil. Yeah. This is prosperous. I just wanted to share something because of um, this Wow, what every, what's been shared on the call, it's kind of opened up some things to me because I did, um, you reminded me again of that scripture, the heart is deceitfully wicked, like, um, and I love on the prayer classes that, that, that that's what you, you remind us to do as we're praying, Lord, show me in my heart. Um, he's showing me some things, um, what I'm hearing on this call, um, about, like my mom, I never really was in a church. I never really, I've never been really a big social person. And I think I'm, I, I probably, I am more comfortable by myself. And I was just hearing people's um, experiences, especially beloved Barb's. And um, I remember my mom, she, she had four, I'm one of four children and she was a young mother, married. My dad was at work, but they went to church and this, the, the head, I don't know what you call him, deacon, pastor, she was like the secretary or helping with like office things. And they were alone one time. And I just remember the story. And she told me this as I was when I was younger, um, that he kind of was trying to approach her or go towards her. And she said she just ran. She's from Mississippi. <laughs> um, not that that's anything, but she just ran out of there. Mm-hmm. She just ran. She ran. Um, so I don't think he touched her or anything, but he was like coming and approaching her and that scared her so much because, you know, she looked at him like, a, you know, a, like you would a pastor. And I'm just hearing these things and seeing how some of those things maybe have affected me in terms of, well, I don't, you know, I'm real easy to kind of just stay away um, and not be sure. You know, that's why it, when I've been to churches, I kind of just stay back. I might go to service and then get that, get on out of there. So I'm just saying, I'm just in a pondering mode too and praying and just thanking God for what he's opening up in me. Um, if there's areas that I need to be aware of to be healed. So I'm just so thankful for the discussion. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, Phil, um, there was one more thing. It's Tanya, not Tanya. There was one more thing. Can you hear me okay? I'm sorry, I've transferred to the car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um so 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 for some people, um, what may be coming up, you may be tripping that like feelings are coming up. 
like oh, memories mm-hmm. are coming up, right? And I don't mm-hmm. don't be afraid of that is what I want to say to you. So I'm not a therapist. I'm not a licensed, you know, that's Brenna's area and other people. But but I but I am a human being, and I've experienced my own things, right? So don't be don't shy away or don't stuff the feelings that are coming up because that's God's way of starting the healing process for you. Mm-hmm. And so you know how often we talk about run towards the pain, don't run from it. So this would be a time where you um, engage the Holy Spirit and ask him to help you. Um, and, and forgiveness for me, my experience has been that forgiveness comes in stages. Like you think, oh, I'm done with that. That happened 20 years ago. That happened, you know, 30 years ago. It happened a year ago. I'm, I'm, I'm past it. And then something will come up that will, tri- there will be a trigger that will cause you to, you know, think about that particular thing. It's not a time to feel guilty. It's a time, like you said earlier, to search your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to help you and to begin to pray mm-hmm. for that person. The last thing that I wanted to, to, to touch on was the guilt associated with some of the things that happens to people, happens to us that we had no control over. Feeling like, especially if you were in a church environment or even a family environment, feeling like you had the responsibility to protect that individual, to protect the thing that they didn't, and you did not have the responsibility to protect the perpetrator. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not your responsibility. So you feel guilty, you feel may feel depressed behind that, and that's another part of releasing stuff and letting it go. That's, that's, that's another part of the healing that God wants us to experience as well. That's it. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to say something real quick too. Even in now and today, I even experienced this on Sunday. People are still people. Um, I had someone minister from the pulpit and said something that was um, that came from a place not from Holy Spirit, but came directly from the flesh, which was an attack on, I believe, was me, um, kind of being kind of condescending. Now, it could have been how I felt about me, right, and so I identified with it, but it was really a tack on an accomplishment that I had made, and it was a little condescending as if, you know, like I had attained a certain degree, and they were demeaning the degree as if the degree doesn't make you who you are. Well, well, I completely understand that, but I didn't think that was an appropriate place for it to come from. So sometimes people um, will say things. You talked about the history of why people on the front row are the way that they are. Well, we got to look at sometimes from the pulpit, they are the way that they are based on what's going on in their lives. So I think the main thing is looking at everybody got to learn how to have grace on everybody. I, I very well could have been so offended. I'm going to tell you, it stung a little bit when, when I heard it because I felt it was really directed at me. And the beautiful thing is, because God makes no mistakes, the day before I was celebrated for that very same accomplishment at another celebration and it wasn't wasn't even about me but that person called me out and a few other people so so I know God was like setting me up for this this it was like a celebration for it to prepare me for the the kind of offense or attack to be ready for it just to talk about it today (laughs) I'm sorry if I went around the bush I just don't want to expose nobody like that but but what I'm saying is know that we just got to be in a place for forgiveness and extend grace on people wherever they are in the front row, in the pulpit, coming through the door, wherever they are, and even on ourselves, right, be in a position to extend that grace because that's exactly what Christ did for us. I just wanted to share that. 
<laughs> I love it. Hey, I love it. And I also love the fact you also said the other part. You was like, hey, maybe it could have been me too. You know what I'm saying? That that happened. Yeah. You know, hallelujah. I just love the fact people just being real. And like even what Tanya said, like, you know, when stuff comes up, that's a great thing because, you know, it's dangerous when it's suppressed. It's dangerous when it's suppressed. So when that thing comes up, you know, that's because God is softening the heart. And then softening the heart, that thing is rising up to the surface to be dealt with. And I'm telling you all, like, I'm so serious, like, with that forgiveness thing of telling the person you forgive them for that act. Um, and then after that, like, just telling them you release them into the freedom of your forgiveness. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, like, forgiveness is a miracle from Jesus. Like, he is so, you will really feel the power of God in the area of forgiveness. Because remember, this is how you and I are even saved. We're saved because someone forgave us. There, there is a wind when, when you forgive. Now, it, it feels challenging to the flesh, but there is a wind. I'm telling you when, you, when you forgive, not from the head, but from the heart. Matthew 18 speaks about forgiving from the heart. When you forgive from that heart, oh, my gosh, yo. Like, it produces such a liberation, such a freedom. Um, it produces movement, like, like man, it is, it is like, I'm telling you, life-changing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Are we good? We've been lit today, boy. Hey, Pastor. Hey. I guess I can forgive myself for being angry at a friend, but I had to uninvite and unfriend somebody that I really liked. Um, she, I invited her to my church several times, and she was adamant about um, trying to get with my pastor, although he was married. And I, I was telling her that ain't cool. You know, I just didn't like it. You know, you can't come here, and that's, that's is that your intention to come here and try to get with my pastor? And um, it bothered me so that I uninvited her and I unfriended her. And it's been over twenty years ago. And then I come to find out that um, she, as a child, had been she had actually had relationships with many pastors as a young as a child and a young adult. Mm. I mean, in it hurt my heart now because it just brought all this, this, this conversation, it brought all this up. And to this day I'll see her and, you know, we speak and everything, but I just couldn't have her around me with those type of intentions. And she thought it was like, you know, she was bad. Oh, I, you know, and she thought it was, you know, it was, she was, you know, she can do it. She could, you know, that was, that was her accomplishment. But I, I mean, I, I think the sad, it's a cold game. For any woman to think that she's bad enough to sleep with, you know, a married man or a pastor, but that was how that was. It was it come from the hurt and the things that had gone had happened in her life as a child. And like right. you said, that what happens as a child is just unresolved issues or you know 
stuff that hasn't been healed as a child and become an unhealed adult. And I really liked her. We had a lot of fun. She always had me laughing. But that right there, that was it. That was the star that broke the camel's back because I said, no, absolutely not. And I love my pastor. I said, girl, his wife would beat you down. But that was her intention. And she was not playing. And that's cold to even think like. I would never think like that. But I have to forgive myself because I know now what happened to her. Yeah. And she didn't think nothing of it. Precious. That's so precious to me now. Well, think about this. You don't think nothing about saying your ABCs, right? It's nothing. You could just say ABCs. Why? Because that's what you learned as a child. You know what I'm saying? So it became normal to you. It became normal to where if you met an adult who didn't know their ABCs, you'll be looking at them like, man, like, how do you not know your ABCs? Like, this is just normal. And she had a different normal from you. Like you said, she's as a child, you know? Like, think about that. Like, like just, just think, of, think about, like, again, looking at... <laughs> To, to my class, to get some y'all in the class, like, because we were just talking about this two weeks ago. Y'all, this is a prime example, you all, that are in the class, what I was talking about, about the heart of the matter. The stuff like this right here. This right here is heart of the matter one-on-one. So you look at her, right? Think about when she was a little girl and her innocence was taken away by a grown man who's, first of all, he's a grown man, but second of all, he's a pastor. And think about whatever things were told to her to cover it up or to justify it. See, now that all goes in your mind and your head. And now you have to live and function. And, you know, then you see that same person preaching or doing whatever they do in the church. And so you feel like it's okay. Especially, you said not just with one, but it's been with multiple. So this is how she was trained from a child before she was fully developed. This is a a child's brain being taught these particular things. So it makes a million percent sense to where, and I know this is going to sound crazy, where their, their motive I can understand how they can do what they was doing out of the sincerity of their heart because that's just what they knew. That's just, that's just what they knew. You know, it's like, it's like some people are trained from a young age to learn how to seduce because they've been raped and all of this other stuff. And so then they have to learn or, or they some uh, uh, women when they're like teenagers, you know, teenagers or a little younger, and they get in relationships where they get beat up all the time. So then they have to find a way to get around getting beat up. So some of the one of the times the guy get mad at them and is about to throw their fist, and they'll do something to seduce him to make him stop. Sometimes people are doing that to their own parents. And so now by the time you get grown, that's just a normal, you know, 
reaction or regular behavior, you know, and it's getting to the root of those deep things. You know what I mean? This is why in deliverance, we, we want to, we want to get to the root. You want to get to that childhood. What happened? What are those words that you heard from that pastor when you were a child that are still in your head driving this action right now? Because part of that is also the unforgiveness. What about when they were crying out and like, oh, my God, stop this from happening, and nobody will help them? Then after a while, they develop a mechanism of saying, you know what? I just got to I gotta learn how to survive. This is just how it is. This is what everybody is doing, and I just got to fit in, you know? And so then it doesn't make the person look, even though the act is bogus, yeah, without question, but it's understandable, you know, why they would engage um, in that particular thing. So in those moments, we really, once we find out the history of what's going on, you really want to pray um, for their heart, um, for them to heal from the wounds of, of, of their childhood. You want to pray for them. There's, there's a lot of bitterness and unforgiveness. There's that syndrome where people forgive their accuser, I mean, forgive their, their, their abuser. Um, and when I mean forgive, their, I mean not forgive, that's the wrong word, where they have, uh, they, they cover up for their abuser. You know, we see a lot of that going on with the R. Kelly thing. You know what I'm saying? Where you have, you know, these these girls who, well, they're women now, who were covering up for them. Even like the little girl that he peed on in a video. Now she's grown now, but think about this with her though. Yeah, did she not testify on the stand? Without question. But the backstory to that is her parents told her not to testify. And then her parents, the, the father, was in R. Kelly's band all the way up to where R. Kelly just got in trouble. So when your own father is in complicity with the dude who is sitting there doing that, and you want your parents' love, you, you know what I'm saying? It develops this, it develops this thing. So it's, it's understandable. It's even understandable with, with R. Kelly. When I, when I heard the, the history with him um, from his brother and how their older sister used to molest them, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, like it, it, it makes sense, you know? And so, again, it opens the door for us as believers. One of the things that's different, remember, we're talking about disruption. So one of the a disruptive things about us, something that disrupts the worldly philosophy, is the world doesn't show mercy. We do. See, mercy goes along with us because this is how we even saved in the first place. Mercy is in our DNA. Real talk. And, and so we have to uh, get to that place where we're those that learn how to pray for people to be forgiven, um, that we pray for their healing, and that we're able to process and deal with people from a place of we forgive them and we're still able to release the love of God. Now, you may have to have a boundary like you have to have with the young lady. Why? Because those actions aren't healthy for you to be around. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. But, though, we could still show love to them. I didn't know we was going to be getting so all this deep this morning. Jesus. Real quick. <laughs> I, I understand now which is listening to you 
and it was normal when, and I'm not just talking about her, but I understand all this now. When she, um, so, so she had a, she, she had an affair with her best friend's husband, and I was not going to condone it. I told her, baby, that's wrong. You know, most people, oh, girl, you bad. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's not right. You hurt your best friend. Y'all grown. Y'all been friends over 20 years. Why would you do that? So, again, for the safety of my own self, in my own marriage now, I wasn't married to my husband at that time. And she said, oh, y'all not going to last. Y'all not going to last. So I pray for her today. I am. I really want to pray for her today because I, I just, these years have gone by so fast. I never even considered all this into this conversation. And now I've been married for 14, 15, well, 15 years. I can't but she said, she said, baby, that's not going to last. Oh, girl, he's going to be gone. He, you know, he's younger than you. He's going to, I mean, just was so negative. But I absolutely love her. And I, I'm going to, and I see every now and then. But I truly am going to pray for her now. I, I did before because I just was mad. But I understand it now. Mm. Amen. So this is such a great space for you um, to really forgive her from your heart. You know what I'm saying? And and do you realize how much condemnation she's living under? See, man looks at the outward appearance. Remember, those things that we do, there's an innate thing inside of us that still knows right from wrong. We just have to numb it. All them voices she hears from the enemy. Do we know of any times that she's contemplated suicide? Come on. Can't look at that outward appearance. If you're living a life like that and you're operating in, in, in adultery and breaking up marriages, things of that nature, do you know how much condemnation she's feeling? My gosh. Hallelujah. Okay, so Minister Watson, I got to jump away from a meeting real quick that I've been on mute on singing and disruption. Okay, um, great share. Awesome, awesome declaration. I feel the spirit of God on this call and in this moment. I have a lot to say. I cannot say it in English. She can't say it. Paul little tank tank. She trying to hold it together so they won't put her out at a job and won't bring her no pretty little white no little white coat with no pretty little car with uh flashing like flashes. Light, light, light. I'm trying to I'm trying to change you know, change the tone so she don't just Christina Holt, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. I gotta keep it together because they like Christina, are you there? I'm here. But I'm in another realm. Okay. You guys. Thank you guys. Then I get off. I'm just going to be obedient. I have to say this in my heavenly language. Come on. All right, Tanya, thank you for that. Whew, 
<laughs> uh, I'm going to say this. Um, years ago, uh, talking about forgiveness and healing, whether it be for self or others, one of the things that the Lord showed me years ago was you have to pray for the child that didn't grow up but was mm. thrown into adult situations. Um, mm. And so mm-hmm. with that, um, as we break down the barriers that we built up to protect the child, because if you think about it, when we do stuff like that, when we barricade children in physically, it's because there's a threat. Or when children go and hide or they, they build forts and they build uh, barriers, it's because of uh, the protection that they feel behind the, the walls. So when you, you begin to go into the place of forgiveness and healing, you have to, you cannot deal with the thing out front. You have to deal with the little girl that experienced it that's behind the barriers. You have to deal with the little boy that that saw it and that's behind the barriers. And so sometimes we think, oh God, well, well why we feel this or why we feel that? When you feel it in your own strength, you cannot address it. Because what happens is, is when you're going through your forgiveness and your healing, everything from that moment comes up. And, and and Tanya said it earlier, don't push it down, don't push it away, but in that moment, realize your vulnerability and then employ God to be God there because he's the only one that has the ability to move, that sits on the outside of time and can move through time at will. And so in your present, he can go to your past and correct the issues there. He can correct the issues that the little boy or the little girl came in contact with. And then from there, your new now is everything in progress to what he has in thought for you. Sir, did you just drive the mic? Sir, yeah, he did, oh my God. He did just drive. He did jump the oh mic. Like, I mean, he just. He that was just, you good. Know, that was so good, just, beloved Barb. Oh, I love you. You know what I'm saying? For real. For real. He said, you're going to feel that in your soul. Wait, but listen, here's the beauty, and I know we got to go. This, this, this is, it was well worth it. It was, you know, whoever stayed, stayed, whoever, whatever. I done transitioned and showered and everything. But listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the beauty. How, how kind of God. Listen to me. How kind of God. If you're still on this call and you're dealing with some issues, it, it, you know, it may not have been in the church. It might have been in your family, in your neighborhood or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just talking about sexual abuse. You're dealing with any type of hurt, anything where you need to forgive somebody or, or somebody needs to forgive you, right? How kind of God that you didn't have to get up and get dressed. And, and paid thousands of dollars to hear from subject experts, because there have been many on that have shared on the line today. It, it didn't cost you a dime. Come on. Ah, but this is a, this is a great place to sow a seed, to fill mm. up him what 
give your cash app and your and your stuff. Give it out. It's a good place, you guys. This is some of y'all have been delivered today. Some of y'all, some of y'all from things that you didn't even realize you were carrying. I know I'm yelling because I just got excited. Philip did not ask me. To, you know what? I'm not even going. I'm not even going to say that. L- listen, how powerful! Some of y'all got free today. We might hear about it later, but I know you did. I could feel the liberty now. I could feel it. So what's your mm. cash out, Philip? What's the way? How can we give today? <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, dollar sign, Philip M. Watson. Philip with one L. P-H-I-L-I-P-M as in Matthew Watson. Philip M. Watson. Dollar sign Philip M. Watson. I also got Venmo because Dion bullied me into getting Venmo. So let me get it's y'all It's the bully my Venmo. at work. It's the bully at work. I got a job to do. <laughs> so let me, t- <laughs> let me get y'all my Venmo. I got a Venmo now. Uh, let me tell y'all what my move is. By the way, Azale, if you want to know my Zale, it's uh, K as in kangaroo, A as in awesome, Z as in zoo, B as in boy, L as in Larry, A as in awesome, um, K as in kangaroo, one, at gmail.com. K-A-Z. B L A K one at gmail dot com. That's my Zell. Um I'm pulling my Venmo up now because I don't really look at it. But can you repeat it cash is, out real quick? Yeah, dollar sign. Uh-huh. Um, Philip M Watson. Philip with one L. One L. That two L Philip beginning some of my seeds. So Philip with one L, P H I L I P M Watson. You'll see my picture with a bow tie when it come up. I look like the uh, the hip hop Uncle Ben. Let me see it. And uh, yeah, here's my Venmo. My Venmo is at Philip hyphen Watson hyphen ten. At Philip hyphen Watson hyphen ten. Is that true with the glasses on the face on on um, cash app? Yeah, 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 with the bow tie. Yep. Okay. Yeah, glass of the bow tie, and I'm smiling. That's you. Thank you, Chandler. Yeah, I was smiling. Thank you, Chandler. All I heard was profit reward. So thank you. I didn't want to be the bully on the line. That's Dion job with a whole Timberland (laughs) in your back. So I know what you're talking about. But God be the glory. Yes. Listen, listen. Change your uh, oh, Jesus lover watching. And then, then nobody gets that seat but you because you're the only Jesus lover watching. <laughs> listen. She said a whole Timberland. It's for real, though. <laughs> hey, this is my love, Barb. I hope someone puts that information, how to pay you in the victory room. And Minister Watson, I'm sorry, Minister Jonathan, those were fabulous last words for this uh, chat. Come on. Jesus. Ooh, Lord. So this is Chris Chris 
Hey. So Miss Pam, Miss Pastor's passed because I haven't been speaking, asked me, Am I on the call? And I am absolutely on the call and I love the disruption and the disturbance. And all I have to say is victory. Victory, 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 victory today is mine. Victory today is for all of us. Hallelujah. know the makeup class that you're doing tomorrow um so okay i'm gonna i'm gonna probably uh, hit you up later on today i okay. will send a message a text or something so i can know when that's happening but the lord showed me a, you ever seen one of them huge yosemite trees um that you see out in the, when you go way out into these national forests and they protect these big huge trees that have they're so humongous. They're so old. He showed me a tree like that, but it was turned over with the roots um, uh, right Jeez. in the pit of my, of my my stomach, heart. And then he showed, he took me back at, during this time, just reminding me back to when I was 13 years old. Because every single thing that we talked about, I'd experienced and hurt. So mm. and then... Um, he just said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And then he reminded me of the book I read about from Joyce Myers and what she was delivered from. So I just want to say, man of God, I so appreciate this call in so many ways. Just like Tanya said, a lot of us have been delivered. Um, and I believe I'm one of them. There's a beginning of deliverance, you know. Of course, he reminded me, and I won't uh, leave this out because I believe there's others that have not just one, not just two, but multiple things that they need to be delivered from that has happened to them over the years of their life for one reason or the another. I can't, I don't believe I'm the only one. Um, so um, I say all that just to say thank you from my heart because I'm learning so much with you. And mm. and this line, just so much. Um, and I'm just appreciative. That's all I have to say. I'm appreciative. And God mm. bless you. God bless you, too. Wow. Amen. That's cool. Anybody else? Thank you in advance to any seeds. Thank you so, so much. And I just pray um, that the Lord will favor you just as you have been generous. Um, I pray that even as you're sowing in faith, um, that the Lord will return um, every seed to you, um, 20-fold, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I pray even now. You said, whatever we sow, we also shall reap. And so, Lord, just as they're sowing um, into this river of life, um, sowing into this anointing, Father, I thank you that you are blessing them with great reward. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I pray, Lord God, even for an increase um, of their faith in this hour. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you even for the new things that they would do that once seemed impossible before. Hallelujah. I pray that every person who is on this call, Lord God, every single person, even those who are on for a split second, but had to get off, I pray for your peace that passes all understanding, Lord God, to really surround them. I pray that you are crowning them with favor. I say, let the favor of the Lord rest upon their life. We decree favor right now to be a disruptor. Hallelujah. Let, let favor disrupt their life. Let favor disrupt their day. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that favor is crowning them. It's crowning their walk, their steps, the favor of the Lord. Hallelujah. That when you go to experience the things that you experience normally, that you will experience the favor of God in those situations. Hallelujah. That will totally disrupt that norm. I pray right now for the favor of the Lord to act as a disruptor in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God bless y'all. Thank y'all. See y'all next time. And um, to those, if you want to join the class, yo, inbox me and I can tell you about these uh, these catch-up classes um, that, I, that I'm doing. Um, that's different from the makeup classes we do on Saturday. All right? All right, y'all. Y'all take care. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. Have a blessed day, everybody. Have a good day. Have a blessed day, everyone. All right now. Yes. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Have a good day.